podcast is dedicated Liloy Nishmat Faker Batwivka and Aaron and Sarah Kotler. Actions and words in this world awaken corresponding action and words in the worlds above. A podcast from the Zohar. Rabbi Chia said, We've learnt that an action that we do below awakens an equivalent action above. If our action is done in holiness, that means purely to give benefit unconditionally, this awakens a corresponding holiness from above, which then comes and inspires the person, and he or she becomes sanctified through it. On the other hand, if God forbid, a person contaminates himself or herself below, this awakens a spirit of contamination from above. And then this then rests upon the person, makes him or her unclean, because the whole matter depends on the action of the individual human being. This is an extremely powerful statement. It means that we should not be thinking of ourselves as just one speck out of millions of humanity. But what we do as an individual has importance for ourselves and for everybody else. The Zohar continues. There can be no good or evil, holiness or uncleanness, which does not have a principle or root above. The action that we do below awakens a corresponding action above. That which is dependent on an action below awakens a corresponding action above. However, that which is dependent on speech awakens a corresponding heavenly word. For whatever is the speech by the human which has decreed something awakens a corresponding speech above. What is a heavenly word? What does that mean? The Zohar explains that our speech awakens a corresponding word above and this actually is the Malchut, the Sphira that we are most closely connected with. An example is in Isaiah chapter 58. It's actually the few sentences that we say before we make Kiddush on Shabbat, the prophet says when referring to the Sabbath, and speak a word. And this we do when we make the Kiddush, we sanctify the Sabbath day with words. Other examples the Zohar brings, when the scripture says of the prophet Hosea, the word of the Lord which came to Hosea. Or in Psalms, According to the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. All these references, in fact, refer to the Svirah Malchut, which is related to speech. The Zohar tells us that a person's speech ascends, cleaves the firmaments until it reaches its high level and there it awakens what it awakens. If the word is spoken with good intent, and it is good, then good results. 
But if it's bad, then bad comes forth. In other words, either it awakens the malchut of holiness to pour blessings to the person and through the person to all who surround him, or, God forbid, it awakens the malchut of uncleanness to give whatever that speech invoked. And thus it is written that therefore you shall guard your speech from every evil matter. And thus we see that whatever person does and speaks in this world, if his actions and his words pertain to mitzvot, he draws holiness from above, from the malchut. But if they are sins, then God forbid, he draws uncleanness from above. The Zohar goes on to ask, what is the difference between an action and a word? Through the commandments which are dependent on actions, we awake and draw light from the external aspect of the malchut. That comes from the aspect of action. Whereas through the mitzvot which are dependent on speech, we awaken and draw to ourselves from the innermost aspect of the malchut. From the outer aspect of the malchut comes the or de chokhmah, the illumination of the light of Chochmah, which is the light which comes from the purpose of creation. From the innermost aspect of the Malchut comes the Or de Hasadim, the light of loving kindness, the light that comes from the aspect of giving unconditionally, which comes on the vessels of giving and is connected with the rectification of creation. Why is there this difference? We know that the Malchut, out of all the Svirot, is not able to receive the highest light on its own aspect, on the Malchut of the Malchut, because that pertains to the real will to receive, and therefore is not in affinity of form with the light. However, the light is able to come into the Malchut when it's using its aspects which are associated with the higher Svirot, and this is called or primi, inner light. The final aspect of the malchut, the malchut of the malchut, is, however, able to receive light from the or mekif, the surrounding light, which is light that shines on all aspects of the malchut, including its vessels of receiving from afar. And it's this surrounding light which encourages the malchut, its will to receive, to get along there and want to transform for the better. We are aware that when we do an action, we may very well have mixed intentions. We do the outer action, whatever it may be, for example, giving charity to the poor, yet it might not necessarily have a completely pure intention. We might have our own mixed motives mixed in there with the action. For example, wanting to gain honour or appreciation, or just simply wanting to feel good with ourselves, not actually considering what the needs of the other really are. 
This is called Torah Shilolishma. But the sages have always taught us that even if our intentions are not completely pure, that our action is Torah Shilolishma, we should nevertheless carry out our action to the best that we can, because from Lolishma, without proper intention, we will get eventually to Lishma. In other words, the action itself helps purify the intention. Speech, however, is more of an inner thing. It needs to reflect who we really are, what we're really feeling, where we're really coming from in the present. There is no place for false speech or hypocrisy when carrying out the mitzvot of the Torah. So in this way, we can certainly see how our action affects the external aspect of the malchut, whereas speech affects the inner aspect of the malchut. Now, this piece that we've just learned from the Zohar is a general rule for actions and for words. Now the Zohar is going to take it and specifically look how does this apply for the festival of Sukkot. One of the mitzvot of Sukkah is actually to take the four species, the lulav, the etrog, the willow and the myrtle, and to do specific actions with them. When we break it down, we can see that the lulav and the etrog, although in fact comprising four species, are in fact composed of seven elements. We have three branches of myrtle, two branches of willow, one lulav and one etrog. And what do we do? We make actions with them. The first action that we do is we join them together. First of all, we say the blessing, which is the words, the speech, and then we join them together. In another part of the Zohar, the Zohar explains that the four species actually represent the four letters of God's name. Yud, He, Vav, He. And when we join all four together, we bring the lulav, the willow and the myrtle together in our right hand. We join them together with the etrog in the left hand. We are, in fact, uniting the name of God. And then we make another action. We shake the four species in seven directions. All right. Seven directions are as follows. First of all, we start off and shake to the south. Three shakes and then bring it back to our center, our chest. Now, south is the Svira of Chesed. We then turn around and we shake the Lulav and Esrog to the north. North is the, it represents the Svira of Gvura. After we've shaken them in the north, we bring it back to our chest, to our center, which is the Svira of Malchut. We then turn to the east and we shake the Lulav and Etrog in the direction 
of the east. East is Tiferet. We then bring it back to our center, which is Malchut. We then take them and we shake them up and bring it back to our chest. Up is the direction of Netzach. Okay, and our chest is Malchut. Well, then we shake them in the direction of down, which is the direction of Hod, and we bring them back to our chest. And finally, we turn to the west and we shake them in the direction of Yesod and then bring it back to our chest. Tradition is three shakes in each direction. Okay, and when we do that, we actually really feel as if we're standing right in the middle of a Magen David. It's absolutely extraordinary uh, energetic uh, feeling. Now, what does the Zohar tell us that we are doing when we take the Lulav in Etrog? We actually are awakening the seven corresponding Sfirot above. The myrtle awakens Chesed, Gevur, Tiferet. The willows awaken Netzach and Hod. The Lulav awakens Yesod. And the Etrog, Malchut. And it's through those channels that we bring goodness to the world in many ways. Now, the Zohar says, regarding the Malchut itself, even though she herself is included in the seven Sfirot, she also receives the blessings from the higher six Sfirot, Chesed, Gevurah, Tiferet, Netzach, Hod, Yesod. And these come from Bina, which is called the deep stream, which continually bubbles up and whose waters never cease. Bina is the sphira of love and compassion. Bina is the sphira whose only delight is of giving unconditionally. Bina is the sphira who is called ki chafetz chesed hu, for her delight is in loving kindness. And Bina gives these waters through the six virot to her daughter, the Malchut. And thus the Malchut receives this great light of blessing from the higher world of Bina through the Zerampin, which is the six Sfirot, Chesed, Gevurah, Tiferet, Netzach, Hod, Yesod. And thus the Malchut receives all plenty. And when the Malchut receives plenty, she in her turn is able to give this plenty to all the worlds that are dependent on her, including human beings and this world. And thus, blessing pours into the world. And this is in order to awaken this incredible energy of blessing that the children of Israel are commanded to take the four species on Sukkot and to make these actions with them. It is in precisely to draw blessing to the world. There is a third action which we do with the four species. And this is an action which is called encircling the altar, hakafot. Okay. This was done at the time of the temple. But since the temple is not yet rebuilt, we do it in the synagogue. We take out the Sefer Torah. It's placed on the reader's desk. 
And then all those members of the congregation with the Lulav and Etrog encircle the Sefer Torah one time, once a day for the first six days of Sukkot and seven times on Hoshana Rabbah. As we encircle, we say the special prayers of Hoshana. The altar itself is representative of the Malchut and again she receives from Bina and from the seven Sfirot, the circling with which we fill her with the blessings of all Sfirot. And thus the Zohar teaches us that when we take the Lulav and Etrog, the Myrtle and the Whittle, Willow, they need to be fresh. They need to be alive and thus show the blessing which we are bringing to the world. These are trees which are green both in summer and in winter, but this Sukkot is the season of their joy. What's special about Sukkot? is the special light that is present during the month of Tishri, during these special holidays of Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur and Sukkot. This is the great light of the Order Chochmah, which is present in the world at this time and which we need to make special mitzvot for so that it does not overwhelm us with its aspect of judgment because this is the light which is received by the vessels of receiving. And if we do not take precautions, then we would be unfortunately receiving it for ourselves alone. So on Rosh Hashanah, we blow the shofar. We have the 10 days in between, the 10 days of penitence. And on Yom Kippur, we fast and make confession. But on Sukkot, we would deal with this energy, with faith and with joy. Faith when we sit in the sukkah and joy when we shake the four species, the lulav, the etrog, the willow and the myrtle. And we unite the name of God as we do so. May this Sukkot bring blessing, health, prosperity and wisdom for the whole year round, for all the world, as it tries to deal with the ecology crisis, with the political crises and may everybody Find blessing, health and prosperity. Amen. This audio recording is brought to you from Nahora School, established by Yadida Cohen for the study of the Kabbalah as taught by Rabbi Hudalev Ashlag. Studies with Yadida Cohen are available through the Nahora School online. Details at www.nahoraschool.com or www.nahorapress.com.